the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on, of course, our website and the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at LifeSightNews.com, on WND.com and uh, elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out my book, which is written especially for teens. It's now in its second edition, Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website, AdmissionAmerica.com. Are you in favor of censorship? Well, that's a very broad question. And of course... Uh, There might be times when in certain settings, restricting material makes some sense. For instance, uh, inappropriate material for children, uh, age inappropriate, or pornography, those kinds of things come to mind. But what about broad censorship of the truth? And by doing so, preventing much needed guidance and help for people who need another perspective and whose lives would be changed radically for the better if they heard the whole story. Well, that's what Amazon has just done, and other um, big social media outlets are doing some censoring, uh, inappropriate censoring as well. We're going to hear more about this from our guest today. Darren Mell is president of Voice of the Voiceless, and he initially identified as a gay man from high school through his late 20s, but then he met his wife, And his journey then took a course change. He now expresses his identity as a heterosexual man, a husband, and now with two children, he loves his identity as a father. Darren joined Voice of the Voiceless in 2016 as an advisory board member and now serves as president. He's the author of his own blog, DarrenMelblog.com, 
and a portion of his story has been published in the book Achieving Heterosexuality. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Darren. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, you and I have chatted a lot online, and uh, and I know about Voice of the Voiceless. Um, let's just start with the Amazon issue, and then we'll backtrack a little after that. Tell us what Amazon has done recently that uh, lots of Christians and conservatives and uh, people with uh, traditional moral views might want to be concerned about. Yeah, Amazon has censored or by censorship, removing books from their online store um, pertaining to um, the ex-gay testimony or people who have left homosexuality, as well as um, books addressing therapy. Uh, Dr. Joseph Nicolosi's books, uh, Joe Dallas' book, Richard Cohen, Ann Polk, and even um, Marie Davidson, the book that my testimony is in, Achieving Heterosexuality, uh, her book was recently removed in July 22nd from the store as well. Wow. Yeah, I, I was clicking on the link to your book, and it came up. Gosh, we can't find that. And there's a cute little puppy dog picture in the middle there, like like we're supposed to, that's supposed to, you know, alleviate our concerns that things are just being removed. Um, it doesn't. Uh, we got, we've got censorship all over the uh, uh, Internet now on Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo, uh, YouTube, even Pinterest is coming down on the Christian witness in many ways, and so we have to wonder about all this. But, you know, you come at this from many different perspectives, um, and uh, please share with us a little bit about your background, and I'll just tell your blog describes you as one who is a sinner who found Jesus and has a transformation story of giving up my will for his, and then you say, I quit the gay lifestyle for knowing Christ more deeply. So tell us something about that. Yeah. Um, when I came to Christ in high school, um, I was uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. I received Christ, and um, I went from not knowing about God at all and reading Scripture and um, really getting to know uh, what church is and fellowship. And I came across the Book of Romans and realized that um, my attraction to men was um, a sinful attraction. And I wasn't able to resolve um, how to address that. Um, the church that I was at at the time um, wasn't equipped to address the homosexual issue. And so I was just told, well, maybe I'm supposed to be celibate the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had dreams of being a dad and being married to a woman, but I couldn't resolve the um, same-sex attraction. And so I went into the gay lifestyle for several years and um, tried to do the take on the gay Christian theology, but the Holy Spirit um, kept a flame burning in my heart that that was not, re- I couldn't reconcile it. Mm-hmm. And um, while I was in uh, the gay identity and and actually had a, a male partner, um, I had a Christian brother that continually loved me through the entire experience by keeping fellowship with me, where some of my friends said, you know, rightfully, um, Matthew 18, that, you know, I was choosing a sinful life and they can't fellowship with me. And, and, but I did have one brother that continually loved me and called me and reminded me of my, um, faith in Christ and encouraged me to go to church and stuff. And, and that just kept the flame going. And, um, while I was in the gay lifestyle, I, um, met my wife, um, at the time she was not my wife, obviously, but, <laughs> um, 
so I, I met her um, coincidentally through a guy I had dated and broke up with, and she was dating him. <laughs> and um, so I ended up um, going to the International House of Prayer with my brother that I was telling you about. He brought me down there, and we prayed, and he said, Darren, do you think you know God made you gay? And you know now I know this is the born gay question. Yes. And and I said, you know, I don't really know if God, if I was born gay, but, you know, I, I want to get married. I want to have a family. I don't want to be gay. And, um, but I don't know. And so, um, I prayed a prayer and I said, God, if, if you didn't make me gay, then you have to break me up with my boyfriend because I can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. there was nothing in me that could get me to break up with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It had to been, it would have to be God. Mm-hmm. And then um, my friend said, well, and if you were to marry somebody, who would it be? I said, well, the only woman that I know that I, I would want to marry would be Rhoda. Um, but she's dating the guy I broke up with, and I don't see how that could happen. And so I prayed. I said, God, if, if, if you want me to be straight, then you have to arrange it so that um, Rhoda will marry me. <laughs> and so those were, those were prayers of faith, and I prayed them. And um, when I left uh, Kansas City and came back to Minneapolis, my boyfriend at the time dumped me, and I knew that that was an answer to the prayer, and it wasn't easy, but um, I did, I did, um, it wasn't easy to break up. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I, I was broken up with, so, you know, you don't have much of a say in that right. regard. Right. And so... Um, that led to me being released from that relationship. And then I started dating um, Rhoda and eventually um, I asked her to be my girlfriend. I asked her dad if I could marry her. He said, yes. And so um, I proposed to her and then we were married in December of 2005. And um, it's been a life journey of having faith that God will do work that I'm unable to do, which is so true of the Christian message. Um, of the gospel and God has been, Jesus has been doing a work in my life and it's nothing that I can account, that I can take claim over that I did. Um, And so he's addressed uh, brokenness and lies and sins in my life. And um, he delivered me of a gay porn addiction coming into my marriage. Mm -hmm. And my wife has demonstrated mercy and grace. Um, unlike I've ever experienced in my life before in helping me through the struggle. And um, when I realized that I didn't have same-sex attraction anymore, that I was looking at men as friends and as potential brothers in the faith, not as potential lovers. Um, And I realized that I'd been healed of the body shame and, and feeling that I was an other, that I wasn't fully man. Um, that's when I realized that God had done a work and, and just one day I had this epiphany that I was no longer attracted to men because I was asking God when I would be over the struggle and, um, and, and he's, and he, uh, presented me, um, the truth. And I realized that I wasn't same sex attracted. And that's when I joined voice of the voiceless to get to know the community and, um, understand what, what I had gone through and put language to what I'd gone through. And that, that story was included in one of the books that had been censored by um, Amazon, Achieving mm. Heterosexuality. Wow. Um, my Mind Renewal Journey, which is on my blog. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so people can still read it mm-hmm. in absence of the book. But um, that mind renewal, God renewing my mind and setting um, his light coming in and exposing the darkness and where I've been sinned against and lines that I believe he's, he's healed me of that. Wow. That is an amazing story. Um, you've answered a lot of the questions. I was going to follow up questions. I was going to ask you in case you're just joining us, folks, we're talking with Darren Mel, who is president of voice of the voiceless. He is a former homosexual now identifying as a heterosexual. And we're talking about censorship of that uh, viewpoint on Amazon. We're talking, going to talk about the, uh, therapy bands, and so on. So, um, okay, so you're with Voice of the Voiceless. Tell people about the mission of that group. And I know uh, Chris Doyle has been our, on our program. You may have heard him. He's, his, he's quoted on our, in the intro to our, our show. Um, I've got a couple of clips from him. And, uh, you know, he's been very involved, so I know of him. Um, tell us about Voice of the Voiceless. Tell everyone, our, our listeners, about that. Yeah, uh, Voice of the Voiceless was actually founded by Christopher Doyle, and uh, he's on my advisory board. And um, Voice of the Voiceless exists to defend the rights of former homosexuals or former LGBT individuals and those with unwanted same-sex attraction and their families. And so we support the faith-based community, and we work to defend our rights, our constitutional rights of everybody to share their views of or their experiences with homosexuality in the public forum. And so when, when we do a petition to um, bring forward that Amazon is censoring us, you know, that's defending our rights, our constitutional rights to share our lives, really. Yeah. That's what Voice of Voiceless right now, and that's what we're working on. Right, right. And, it, and, it, and it, it's a constructive point of view. There's nothing wrong with this. If, we, if they truly believe in choice uh, in every way or being fluid in, you know, homosexual feelings or uh, uh, gender gender fluidity, they would be, you know, if they weren't hypocrite, if, if there wasn't a hypocritical approach, it would be welcomed. And that's the problem. We see that it it is truly a, a power-driven agenda to silence voices like yours and any voices of objections. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, it's, it's been a move of uh, bullies and LGBT activists who put a petition together and got 80,000 signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well organized to petition Amazon to remove our books. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of one bully um, pushing out a voice um, out of the public forum. Yeah. Well, and, and the other issue is that, um, you know, you have the, the potential harm of, the absence, the complete absence of that viewpoint uh, and the potential harm of children, for instance, not hearing that at all in the, the public school setting. Um, isn't that, isn't yes. that the case? That, that is certainly the case. And, you know, I have many testimonies and friends who have been helped by um, Ann Polk, Joe Dallas, mm-hmm. and other books that talk about um, being able to uh, choose Christ and Christ doing the work in your life, and how to reconcile um, desires that you know are sinful with your Christian walk. Right. And, you know, my, myself included, um, the depression and anxiety that comes from not having the answer, but then um, knowing that people have gone before you and that there is a path, you know, it's a very narrow path mm-hmm. <laughs> following Christ, and, and that these books being taken off of the bookshelf 
um, it, it is harmful to yeah. people that yeah. are looking for it and that understand right. that Christ has called them to something greater and that they're trying to uh, become discipled in the faith. Yeah. And that these books are really disciple books. Yeah, they disciple are. Disciple material. We will. And we will. Amazon is saying yeah. that we can't do that. We're going to pick that up with Darren Mel um, of Voice of the Voiceless when we come back in our second segment here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. Stay with us. We will be right back following these messages. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about censorship of the ex-homosexual and ex-transgender viewpoint. Um, there are books that are being systematically removed from Amazon. While Amazon still has uh, lots and lots of uh, pornographic material, um, even material advocating um, uh, intergenerational uh homosexual or uh, intergenerational sexual relationships, in other words, pedophilia. Um, And our guest today is going to talk to us about what uh, some of the uh, systematic suppression of these viewpoints uh, that that would help so many people, the ex-homosexual viewpoint. And he's been talking with us in our first segment. Uh, Darren Mell is a president of Voice of the Voiceless. And um, Darren, tell us, uh, first of all, before I forget again, the uh, websites where you can be found and where Voice of the Voiceless can be found? Sure. Uh, Voice of the Voiceless is um, voiceofthevoiceless.info is the website. And um, when we're talking about uh, therapy and stuff, I would recommend uh, www.therapyequality.org. Okay. Yeah, right. That is uh, a a great uh, activist uh, group to uh, try to counteract the systematic uh, attempt to ban therapy to overcome same-sex attraction for those who want and choose that therapy. Now, tell us about this whole movement of tra- the attempt to shut out, systematically shut out a therapy ban. So just let me just insert, in Ohio, folks, we have had bills at the state house they have not passed to ban this kind of therapy, but they have passed in the cities of Cincinnati, Columbus, Toledo, and Athens. So we've had ci- uh, city bans that have that have been presented. So go ahead, Darren. Yeah, my my first engagement with uh, the therapy bans was last year in Minnesota. They tried to pass a conversion therapy ban as well as this year. But um, my own representative in my smallest district of Minnesota was the one that introduced it. She um, was a lesbian or self-identified as a lesbian. And um, and then last year in California, the AB 2943, yeah. um, that actually sparked off the change movement. So changemovement.com um, has many of our testimonies. But that group, um, I was part of that. And 
we kicked off um, 50 people showed up in Sacramento and sat behind um, or sat in the judiciary hearing room um, when Evan Lowe and um, was presenting the therapy bans and saying that, you know, change is impossible. And he has 50 people with shirts yeah. saying changed behind him. Fantastic. And, um, that is great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And, and, and it feels like, you know, the lobby working um, again, working for these therapy bans are trying to erase us and, mm-hmm. and erase our testimonies because we're showing that homosexuality isn't immutable. Right. And that agrees with, you know, Lisa Diamond's research, right. which says sexuality is very fluid. And she even admits that the LGBT lobby shouldn't use the argument of immutability because it's going to bite them uh, in the rear end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the what makes the AB 2943 uh, particularly worrisome for the Christian is that it didn't just ban talk therapy, but it also created um, uh, consumer fraud that if you say that you can leave homosexuality, that that's actually, you can be fined under consumer fraud. And um, so it's actually shutting down um, our books. And that's partially the way that the activists went after the Amazon right. um, books, was to say that it's fraud. And, um, and so they built, this whole thing is built around a straw man argument called conversion therapy. Right. And um, when when you deconstruct it and see it for what it is, it's a house of cards, um, and it's there's a veil over it. But um, in Minnesota, for example, um, when they were trying to pass the conversion therapy ban, um, I went to the actual marriage and therapy licensing board in Minnesota and asked them if anybody, if there was any evidence of conversion therapy. And they said, no, there's not any evidence of any conversion therapy in Minnesota. <laughs> and that's really what it is, is across the country is mm. that it's a boogeyman. Yeah. It's a straw man argument. And um, they've created it based on what the APA said. But I actually did the research in my own sexuality study to figure out like, am I gay? Am I born gay? And I went to the science and, you know, you go to American Psycho- uh, Psychiatric Association and you read the task force paper. Mm-hmm. And in the task force paper, it says that there's no evidence that you're born gay. Right. And, and it says, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's mind you, it's biased because uh, the, it was written by an LGBT LGBT committee. Right, right. Um, so it's written by gay activists, more or less. But um, they said in there that religiously motivated people, um, there is some evidence, anecdotal evidence, that religiously motivated people have changed. And I was like, for me, that's, that's enough. Mm-hmm. But then where the LGBT lobby have really cherry-picked their statement, um, in, that, in that report, they said there's anecdotal evidence of harm and depression and suicidal yeah, thoughts. There you go. Anecdotal, there you go. We only have a couple minutes, so we're going to, yeah. Um, yeah. Anecdotal, yeah, they've used a false testimony in New Jersey to pass it. They, they used a testimony from a person who was claiming that there was a a uh, camp here in Ohio, which it turns out there's no evidence of, of such a camp, but that uh, it's, it comes right from a, a RuPaul movie, and you're, you're familiar yep. with that, yeah. So. Yep. So go ahead. We just have about okay. take about a minute and wrap that up. And t- so what's happening now in California? I guess that's what I want people to know. There's another what's resolution in now. California is they bait and switched with the conversion therapy, and they're now 
with the Williams Institute report last year, they bait and switched from therapists to spiritual advisors. Mm. And within a year, we saw them change the language from uh, spiritual advisors to pastors. And so with ACR um, 99 in California, they have said that um, pastors and the message of leaving homosexuality is harming the LGBT community, and it's, it's a resolution. It's not a law. It's just saying that pastors should not be saying that wow. and that they should be affirming LGBT. And so it's creating a culture in California where pastors can't speak the gospel. The truth about the gospel. Oh, amazing. Now tell us one more time before we wrap up. We're going to have to have you back because there's not nearly, I haven't covered everything here, but give us your websites again. Yeah, voiceless. Info. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other one uh, were uh, the therapy uh, website. Yep. Uh, www.therapyequality.org. Thank you, Darren, for what you are doing. I ask our listeners to pray for you. Pray for Voice of the Voiceless. Pray for the efforts um, that you all are doing and the brave stand you're making. And uh, just God bless you. Um, and we will have to have you back. And praise God for people like you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda. And uh, friends, I just ask you to keep keep apprised of this because there's a lot of mythology out there, as you well know, but do not give up. Do not give up. You know, because we say this on every program, that with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.